episode 13. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's a good one, folks. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> uh, again, we are down two people. Yep. St. Paddy's Day, I think, may have claimed a few of us. <laughs> Skeleton crew. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. The, sub, the sub's <laughs> operating on as few people as possible, pretty mm-hmm. much. Got a real Black Sea situation yeah. on their hands. And even worse is, like, I got a call from the Argentinian Minister of Defense. Still not arrived. Oh, my. Still not in town yet. Don't worry, about uh, him. Yeah. We'll get him eventually. Yeah. He's on his way. I thought I was going to have him, you know, all to myself, and Zach and Alex are just going to have to miss out on it. No. <laughs> you know, this is this joke is all going to culminate in one of us doing a very poor Argentinian accent. <laughs> and it will be offensive, and that's how this podcast ends. And then our lives end, because that's what we've agreed to. Zach did go down to Argentina. I wonder how good his accent could be. <laughs> it's not where he is today. Yeah, you got you got us three. Mm-hmm. Not Nothing too crazy. Brom, uh, St. Paddy's Day was yesterday. Yes. Um, somehow we all managed to live through it. Did you do anything crazy for it? Uh, no, I just went over to my friends and uh, we watched some March Madness and not not a sponsor. And mm. we <laughs> sponsored by March Madness, <laughs> the NCAA. Yeah, NCAA has a lot of stakes in this podcast. <laughs> and uh, had a few beers, played a few board games, so just kept it kept it chill. Nice. What about you guys? I didn't even know it was St. Patty's Day, to be honest with you. I passed a bunch, a couple of bars on the way of doing some errands, and there were people like waiting outside in large groups. And I was like, huh, I wonder what event that bar is putting on that has such a large group of people <laughs> waiting for them to open. Oh, well, that's too bad. I won't even check my phone to check what it is. And I didn't do anything at all the entire day. Just a regular Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Teach their own. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just went over to a friend's house. We had the, some of the games on, and I just had some wine, you know. It was a Francis Coppola wine. Oh, yeah, Nick very Cage's Irish. uncle. So that's right. It is his uncle. Yeah, <laughs> it had a, it had a green label. That's on not it. a joke. That's real. <laughs> it's really Nick Cage's uncle, yes. Francis Coppola. Oh, that's how it is, Coppola. Yeah, okay. Francis Ford Coppola. That's, I've heard of him. That's all I did. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty big in the wine business. Yeah, but. Who directed this movie is not too big. No, no. Francis Ford Coppola did not direct the movie that we watched, unfortunately. I'm not even sure he could have saved it, though, all things considered. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East, Second Floor Studios, takes you on the journey of your lifetime. As your captains, Alex the Thoughtful, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Brom, what movie did we all have the misfortune of watching this week? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we watched the movie Stinger. That's right. Stinger, free to watch on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it's also found on... YouTube, right? You can just watch it on YouTube. Yep. Ma- Maverick Films or something. Yeah. And it is a pile of shit. Uh, <laughs> it has a 1.9 on IMDb. It's a garbage movie made probably by garbage people and is not worth anyone's time. But we watched it for you and we will likely still recommend you watch it. But <laughs> I don't know. This might break the mold. <laughs> I might, don't know. This might be the only time ever where we're like, just don't do it. <laughs> For the love of God, don't do it. It was rough, yeah. to say the least. It's a rough rough sledding on this guy. It's going to be hard for us to even get through this recap without just interjecting how bad things were. I Okay, let's just get, let's just get into it. Okay, so we open on a submarine, as we should always, and there's a little... Uh, I don't know. Things things are happening. Clearly, an alarm's blaring. We see people being dragged off by something. They're hanging from the ceiling. One guy gets thrown. He gets thrown. Not to interrupt you guys, but did you watch this on YouTube or Amazon? Amazon Prime. I watched it on Amazon as well. I watched it on YouTube, and the audio was completely mixed incorrectly. You guys for the whole, you, for the you, whole you, film or just this beginning? Just part? this beginning part. Yeah, I was gonna say actually the beginning part. The audio was all crazy. Okay, because mm-hmm. I couldn't yeah. hear anything that was going on. It was like you were supposed to lead their read their lips or something like that. I'm, yeah, 
No I idea. feel like that may have been on purpose, but I can't. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That is, yeah, that's right though. Like it was, it was real weird what they were trying. I think they were trying some effect, but it didn't make any sense. <laughs> some kind of post processing or yeah, pr- production effect. Debacle. They're trying I don't to know. be an art film. Maybe, but you know what's funny is all things. This is a this is a horrible opener. You get I think a couple glimpses of the. Do you get any glimpses of the scorpions at this point? I don't know. I don't even think you I do. Think so. I think people a are just kind of hanging. Yeah, maybe a, at the very just end. Just a teeny little bit. I think it's staring a guy down. But it's funny because this ends up being actually one of the more reasonable scenes of the film. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, it's a submarine. They're being attacked by something. You don't necessarily know what at this point. Some kind of monster is on board and it crashes. And then we, we go over to Camp Pendleton, San Diego, and there is a room... <laughs> with some people in it mm-hmm. that's basically it's like if you made it it'd just be like a table with some chairs and they're like now we're acting and you're at a army base yep and there's a general sitting there kind of giving instructions for what they're doing it's a rescue mission this sub has went down they are going to go to the sub with some marines and some scientists from a company that was sponsoring some test on the sub mm-hmm. and they're going to bu- all go to the sub and try to rescue some people and <sighs> And then we get into probably the most absurd thing I don't know that we've seen. They just like show this like little sonar blip. Yep. And they're like 80 miles off the coast yeah. of California. I sent this to a couple people. It was <laughs> Not totally, close. yeah, they totally misspelled multiple words in where they were saying they were. Like, what was it? it coast? Coast was misspelled and California was misspelled or something, right? It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Both cost. of them. C O S T. Yeah, they you can't even get that. Can't even that. And this is where this is where I looked at it. I was like, I've never seen a movie that I would definitively say I could do better than this. Like, there's some really bad movies out there that I've watched for my bad movie website, badmovietwins.com. But like The Room or Birdemic or I don't even know, like Transmorphers, like these movies that are out there that just really suck and have really, 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 really low IMDb ratings. But there's never been one where I'm like. I can definitely do better. Like, I jokingly say we could do better, but, like, in reality, it probably would turn out just as shitty as these movies did, like, anything I tried to make. This is the first movie where it's like, I would not have misspelled Coast on that thing. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, that's right. ridiculous. You can't... That's not even it's real. five-letter word. I don't, I don't even understand. Like, how, does it even, how is it even on Amazon Prime? Like, now I'm questioning Amazon as a company it's for crazy. having this on the on their site. Like, they, have to, they should take it off. It's <laughs> So anyways, they start their way down, and they're on this submersible, basically, heading towards the sub. And did you understand this at all? Because when they got on, they kept saying, oh, it's going to be a three-hour tour. And they was kind of like joking. Gilligan's. It was Gilligan's. Yeah. Yeah. But all of a sudden, they were just there. Yeah, with nothing, <laughs> not, nothing had even passed. It didn't yeah. even really launch. It's like, oh, we're at the sub now. Yeah, and then they have some. The scientists get on board, and it's this lady. Uh, I don't. Do you remember her name in the film? I can't even I really can't remember. remember. The only yeah, character's and, name I remember is Laszlo, who I think we right, should at yeah. least mention before we spoil the very ending. Uh, he is a very bizarre. A uh, large ma- gentleman who has the full neck beard going on, greasy, long, stringy hair, and seems to just randomly blurt out animal facts. Uh, just, oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yes! Yeah, he just he just he just blurts out facts, basically for yeah. the most part. Yeah. But yeah, we have Laszlo. He's like a genius, but it's very strange, like nerd. And then Carly, who is like the main scientist. Oh, that's her name. Then there is Dom who is the other person from the company, but he's more, seems like more like a security guy almost. I don't know. Like it's a, he's also a scientist, I guess. But him and Carly are ex-boyfriend ex and girlfriend. Uh, not to be gross about it, but he got it in. Don't worry about it. And then he's got a new girlfriend who's <laughs> also a scientist who comes on. And basically all like the Marines are like, they're so hot, man. And, like electric guitar goes and they're like, rad, cool. Hope she gets naked. <laughs> she will. She will. It's true. <laughs> Really, if you get down to the dregs of films like this, just like with Agent Red, like you are definitely going to see a lady naked because that's how these films work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so they're on the thing, and they spend the entire time as they're heading towards the sub talking about a TV show that one of the Marines saw. Pet it psychic was so stupid. Kept on talking about how I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw this pet psychic, and she's talking about being a psychic with pets and. 
blah 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 and they keep on going and going and going with this thing and they're even the characters and they're like god i want to shoot him in the head he's just talking too much about this thing i'm like yeah i agree because like, it's horrible you can tell that he's talked about it before and maybe yeah. he was trying to use it as like a pickup line in a bar or something before but who is he trying to pick up right now no idea it's nobody just, it's like bad. His, his marine buddies i don't know i don't get it yeah okay and so they arrive at the submarine they head in and it smells like death. They keep on talking about it. it smells like death because we've obviously seen that everyone died as at the hands of a monster. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. It's all dark because like the power's out on the sub. And let's let me tell you, at this point, you basically couldn't see anything in the film from here on out. May may well may as well have only had sound on and listened to it as a podcast because the movie's so dark. I couldn't see a effing thing. And I don't know, so was hard. it different on YouTube? Could you see stuff better on YouTube version of it? Yeah, it was it was still very dark, but I, I could make things out. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad. I don't think. There were times where I couldn't tell which one, what what character was being attacked by something or I who was either. doing what. Like, so I don't know if that was just what the version they had on Amazon. But dear God, I couldn't see it. I could not see a thing. No, I definitely had that problem as well because they didn't tend to have the scorpion and the person on the screen at the same time. <laughs> yeah, true. They would they would <laughs> cut back and forth to like a reaction, and then to the scorpion, and then to the person dying, and then. The scorpion would be somewhere else. It wouldn't actually show them together until we. And again, we won't spoil it yet. But right. yeah, well, yeah, we got some hardcore stuff end. going on later. Oh, yeah. So then they, 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 they I, I know the point. The point is like it's really dark on the sub. They say all oh, the lights are out and even the air's off and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So maybe that was the point. It's like, well, it's dark in the sub, so it's gonna be dark. You can't see things. Like it's that's what they're seeing. Like, but that's not how movies work. No. Movies work by seeing things. That's like. What you do? Like, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, you have to have some lighting. They even I mean, send the nerd guy down to turn the lights back right. on. So they, they do. A, they do an initial sweep. They kind of go out, uh, go out, and they come back, and everything is real gross. Uh, real gross, and they find some bodies and stuff like that. And then the lieutenant, they've split up, and the, the lieutenant who kind of r- is running the whole mission, mm-hmm. he disappears. So he gets attacked and pulled away and disappears by uh, at the hands of these scorpions or whatever, these mutant scorpions. And so then they all reconvene and they're like, "Where's where's lieutenant and i go i don't know i don't know like something's going on here like we can't leave without the lieutenant and then they they're like okay laszlo you you and these uh, this other guy like go down and get the lights working and so they send send them off to go do that and he's down there they finally they get down to the light box and he's supposed to be the genius guy supposed to be the genius yeah and he's sitting there trying to turn the power back on and he's cutting wires yep and then he keeps shocking himself yeah like and (laughs) making this Really high pitched, weird scream. I don't know what it was. And then the Marines like just hit it with the hammer. Hit it with the hammer. Hit it with the hammer. It turned back out. I'm like, I wired the room we're sitting <laughs> yeah, in right nothing, now. Yeah, that's not how electricity works. No, you don't just cut the wires and you're like, oh, it's back on. Yeah, let me smack this with a hammer. And then you got the air on and the lights on. And I was like, thank God, finally this movie is gonna not be like in total darkness. I was wrong. Nothing changed. <laughs> like no, literally nothing changed. You didn't changed. even have to have the lights on. No, the lights didn't mean anything. They, they even look around at one point and they go, "Oh, he got the lights on and got the air working." I'm like, "Really? Not lit- nothing changed." No. Ugh. But then the next scene, it, <laughs> people are kind of investigating the sub. Yep. And one guy finds something that he says smells kind of sweet. So he goes down and minus, yeah, I mean, mind you, this sub has been missing for a very long time and he tastes it. And he says, ooh, this tastes kind of earthy. And the doctor's like, that's excrement. Yeah. What? That's shit. You're eating shit. Yeah. Scorpion shit. And he didn't even seem like that offended by it. Let's be clear. It was just scorpion shit. Yeah, it was scorpion shit. Yeah. He just kind of made a face that was... Like he didn't care. He's like, no, oh, you got me. Yeah. and, and uh, But then they showed what he was eating and there were maggots in it. Yeah. You don't look at something with maggots and just taste start, it. Start tasting it. I don't think so. I certainly don't. Well, I guess different. Rare, different yeah, strokes. I say rarely, if if any time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then, like the the scientists kind of go off a little bit on their own, and they're you get a little you get a better idea of kind of what's going on. They had a mission. They had genetically modified scorpions, uh, and and in the end, they've been tasked with kind of bringing back the specimen. Like it's really important that they don't lose all the scientific research, which is dumb, anyways. Because what kind of company sends all of their genetically modified scorpions onto a submarine? I mean, we only have three-fourths of our genetically modified scorpions on the submarine we're on right now. Mm-hmm. The other fourth, we put in like a safe place. We keep it. Right. 
that is undisclosed location. Yeah, patent pending. But yeah, anyway, so they they're kind of like discussing amongst them, and you get the sense that Carly is a little maybe she's like a little more sympathetic with people, and then Dom and this other girl, they're real ruthless. They're like, fuck it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, she will not tell the Marines what's going on. No, no, they she keep refuses. Asking, yeah, yeah. Everyone asking did, what on earth yeah. is happening down here. Yeah. Well, it's totally classified. Yeah. So finally they get to the bridge where they can kind of, they, they were trying to get into communication with uh, with Pendleton, Camp Pendleton. Mm-hmm. And they, it turns out that nothing's working. So none of the communications on the bridge are working. And, but they do find a, one of the scientists that was on board as a survivor. Oh, wait, no, no, never mind. That's that's uh, Laszlo and his guy, right? They find, they find uh, that guy and bring him up to the bridge. Right. Yes. And so and he's Mike, freaking out. Yeah, Mike, the scientist, is totally in shock, totally- Mentally yeah. incapacitated. I mean, he has lost it. And maybe more. We don't Ooh. know. Ooh. But he's been down here for, what, two months by himself? I don't even know. I don't know. Time and space and light don't exist in this movie. <laughs> no need yeah they don't know they had no concept of what a movie is actually <laughs> Zach fact they didn't know they were filming <laughs> it's just life for them so anyways he's Thompson Mike Thompson I guess and he is insane so they, they yeah as I said the communication's all, all trashed so they send some people back uh, up to their submersible to send a message to Camp Pendleton to kind of say like okay here's the situation you know everything everyone's dead it's not a rescue mission but we're not. We're going to be sweeping to try to find Lieutenant, and then we'll head back. Yeah, we got one survivor. But then the survivor starts talking about this Queen Tiamat. Yeah, that has killed everybody. And yeah, and this is where Carly huge. starts to deviate a little bit from Dom because, like, Dom and his new girlfriend, they're like, "Screw this guy! Like, we have a job to do, and we're going to go do that job." So they kind of storm away while Carly stays with Tom, the, the scientist, and is like you can see that she's no longer on board with the whole thing. That yeah. She just wants to get off with the scientist and get him safe. Because she knows it's totally screwed. Yeah, it's all screwed. And she finally divulges what actually went on. Yeah. So there's some kind of experiment. They started out in Arizona dealing with scorpions and radioactive type things. They're trying to make sure. biological weapons, which they, they said, of course, a radioactive scorpion would be the greatest biological weapon <laughs> I thought, what? How yeah. does that ever cross anybody's mind? Uh, but these scorpions have a long gestation period, so there should only be, based on the amount of time, there should only be a max of 24 scorpions on the sub. Right, maximum. And we also get a, a little bit of insight on on her, her personal life as well. Because they're talking about how like she had dated the scientist before, but then they broke up, so she dated Dom, but then... You know, when the the sub had sank, she felt like it was her fault that the scientist was on board and probably had died. So she, you know, uh, broke up with Dom and then Dom had found this different scientist at a Swedish conference or whatever and brought her on board. And so What's everything's all screwed. Uh, Sweden's got ties to these bad movies. Well, this this movie in particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and Agent Red. Well, I mean, just from Dolph Lundgren being from Sweden. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah, connection. So it's, not, it's not Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then, so here we also find out that Dom and his girlfriend are on the sub. Oh, yeah. For financial reasons. Oh, yeah. Because if they bring back the specimen, they get $20 million. $20 million. And that's really turning the lady on. Oh, she's getting horny on this death sub, which, <laughs> let me tell you, I don't need any money to get horny on a death sub, but money <laughs> helps. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. And <laughs> so anyways, as this is all going on, they've sent these Marines back with Laszlo actually to go get the communication up and running. And he just like kind of wanders away and gets killed by a scorpion. <laughs> so like <laughs> Laszlo's out of the picture. Then they're like, where's Laszlo? Like, screw him, whatever. We'll keep on going. And they're talking about food. And they have this whole game that they're playing for a really long time of being like, everything works with bacon or what was the other thing they were saying? Oh, I can't even remember. Yeah, bacon or something. Yeah. Oh, bacon or peanut butter. Everything oh, everything right. you eat, can you can either do it, have it with bacon or peanut butter. This is basically another pet psychic type thing where they just spend an inward amount of time filling up the movie with them discussing some trivial aspect of you know life and community or whatever. So they're like, you name anything and you can eat it with bacon and peanut butter. And they're like, what about ice cream? It's like dumb. It's like, obviously peanut butter, get out of here. But then they're like, talking. he keeps on making up rules. Like you can't say ketchup, like... Ketchup's a condiment, it's not a food, like blah, 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 all this stuff. And then he said like a slushy or something like that, mm. which you can't have either peanut butter or uh, bacon. So, well, like, then the guy also one. got mad. He's like, well, peanut butter's a condiment or something. Yeah, yeah. And then- so anyways, they get up to the, the, the submersible. The communication guy goes in there and he starts to, you know, 
contact Pendleton, and another guy kind of goes up there, and he starts getting attacked by scorpions. Yeah, but he's totally silent. Yeah, gets, yeah, like, I know. Stabbed. Yeah, he's getting stabbed a whole bunch of times. And he's not saying a word. So then the person finishes his messing turn around and goes, "Oh!" And he's like, "The guy's getting stabbed by a bunch of scorpions." So he's like, "Oh!" And then this is the fa- this is a famous scene for this movie, famous for this movie, which no one knows about. <laughs> but he proceeds to shoot his gun like fifty five times million or something. Times. It's a hand it's a little gun. little handgun. He shoots it like fifty five times without reloading or anything. It's just like. <laughs> It's over and over. I was and over sitting again. there watching it and thought, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. Just keeps on now going. That's a high capacity mag. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. So uh, they rush back and they demand answers and they get they get finally get start to get some answers from Carly and they explain the whole experiment. Cool. And they decide to go. They're going to be killing the bugs. So they got to start sweeping, and they're like, okay. They get some lights that allow them to see the shell of the scorpion or whatever better, which there's is funny, kind of, too. Yeah, there's some kind of chemical in the scorpions, but a UV light will make them visible. Yeah, I was like, oh, and thank God they're going to be visible now. No. Nope. No. Not visible. I mean, maybe <laughs> Just one time. Not visible. Yeah, only at the very end. Are they? But like, they're sweeping this thing around, and you still can't see anything mm-hmm. at all in this movie. It's still pitch black. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So they kind of run away. Carly and the scientist are trying to get back to the submersible, and they kind of hide for a little bit in this random place that he, that the scientist knows. Of. Like, oh, this they won't go in here because of the noise or something like that. Oh, on the vibrations. Yeah, so he goes into the like, engine room or whatever, and they, they kind of hide out there. And then Dom, <laughs> this is where Dom and the girl uh, decide to get a little steamy. Mm-hmm. They get a little hot and heavy up in this death sub. Yeah, they do. And she's like, I'm feeling a little horny and takes <laughs> off her top. And she's just sitting there in her underwear, right? And you're like, okay, cool. I guess this movie is a five-star movie. Fine, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll give it I'll give it 12 inches. It's fine. Yeah. Ayo, get it? 12 inches? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> and then he's like, he's like negotiating for money, more money, gets more money. And he's like, let's have sex now. And then it's just like so funny because like, Clearly, whoever was negotiating whatever, they were like, okay, so we don't want to see any of you naked, you mm-hmm. guy. Like, you're going to keep all of your clothes on. And then the, clearly the woman was like, I will show my breasts, but I will not be taking off this underwear. So then they proceed to have sex, quote unquote, mm-hmm. by he just kind of like picks her legs up and leans against her, but he's fully clothed and she's still got underwear on. I'm just yes. like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I make a lot of jokes about people pulling out their dicks this is i can't even make the joke here because it was so ridiculous that he wouldn't have pulled out his dick (laughs) just the angle that it was it's like i should be seeing your dick but clearly you aren't even trying to pretend to have sex with this woman it was so bad it was real weird and then he leaves the room, leaves her. Yeah. You wait here, hon. And it's I'm going to go grab this. It's scorpion. a little bit of a trap because he starts to leave his shit as like a little trail leading from that room. Mm. And so she gets all spooked and is like, Well, where Scorpion are you? goes in the room. Oh, yeah. There's a sp- scorpion in the room and she gets spooked by the scorpion. She's like, Where are you? And she kind of runs out and starts to find his things. So he's like, She's like following him and he's sitting off to the side when the scorpion kind of catches up to her and kills her. And he lets it kill her. Let's her lets it kill her because he's gonna take that as a specimen. That one and now he doesn't have to split the money. Doesn't have to split the money, get rid of that lady. And so the scorpion kills her and there's this real weird scene where she's like laying <laughs> on the ground and the scorpion's just kinda like on top of her. Gyrating. Like, it flips and- her over. Yeah. It does. It does flip her over. Like we can't see her because she's in her bathrobe, but it flips her over and like it tosses her, her bathrobe open and we see her tits again and he's yep. on top of her, like mounted on top of her as the guy watches. It was one of the weirdest scenes I've ever seen in any movie. It's upsetting. <laughs> um, it upset me. I, I had to stop to puke all over myself. <laughs> rub, rub that puke all over myself. If you thought you, human centipede was bad, watch something like this. I mean, maybe. Yeah, probably uh, probably Human Centipede has more worth than this pile of shit. I don't sure. understand how it existed. Anyways, <laughs> the Marines are off and they find the, they kill like a whole bunch of scorpions, but they find the kind of nest and it's like there's way more than the 28. Or this is great. There's some really great quotes from this. Yeah. So <laughs> they look in and there's just a ton of scorpions. So many scorpions. And the one guy says, Scorpions and scorpions. Because they were supposed to only be 24 and. They thought they killed 15. So he's like, how does 24 minus 15 equal a fuckload? Right. <laughs> Which is another thing that you say in your daily life all the time. Yes. <laughs> and, and so then eventually they're like, okay, we can't take on all these scorpions no in here. One. We got to go back and find whoever. I think it's they're looking for Dom at this point. 
And the one guy also well, they're looking says, forever. I think they're just trying to get off the ship, right? At this yes. point, they're not going to be able to battle the, these scorpions in hand to hand combat. And the one guy's like, I hate that guy so much. I can taste it in my fucking balls, man. Yeah. He pauses like that yeah. to say it. So they send a couple of them off to find Carly, and then they send this one off to find Dom. And he. Because that's what you should do is split up in a time right. like this. So he witnesses Dom allowing the scorpion to kill the lady he was with. And he kind of confronts him. And this is a very confusing scene where I thought Dom died. Like I literally was like, oh, a scorpion killed Dom. But it was so dark. I couldn't tell it was actually killing the, the, the Marine that, uh, that confronted him. You had no him. idea. No idea. No idea. And then uh, the other two find the uh, the scientist and Carly in the engine room, and they break down the door, and they're like, "We gotta go. We gotta get out of here." And so they start heading heading back. And what was what is oh they want to set it to blow or something like that? Is that well, right? he's gonna the one guy can first. They need to go back and find the other marine. Yeah. And so they're going down one of the halls, and they see the dead girl, and now they see their buddy, the marine, who is also killed by a scorpion, yeah. but. Oh, he has a knife sticking in his wrist because Dom stabbed him. The guy also had an eye popped out of his skull. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so now they know something is not well. Things were already screwed up, but things are not good with Dom. Yeah. That guy's up to something. So they send. I think they send the Carly and the scientist and one of the Marines back to leave on the submersible, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Sarge, like the guy who had been in charge for a while, he went to confront Dom. He was going to try to get the set everything to blow. He's going to blow up the reactor, reactor and yeah. totally take down the sub. And so he goes over there, and there's a final confrontation. This, this final confrontation between Dom and Sarge is also amazing for the quotes that were part of it. So they, they have it, and and so they're basically sitting there in this final confrontation, and Dom's got a gun, so, so it's just down to you and me and my Italian-made sidearm. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck? That's not even things people say. Like, those no. words <laughs> are not things that people say. Oh, all right, we're pretty much near the end. Yeah, we are. So they have a battle, and it ends with Dom seemingly shooting him in the face. Like, at one point, it's just like, and it's just down to you, and yeah. shoots him, right? And then it cuts to Carly and the scientist getting up to the sub. And they're and sitting two foot one away. Of the Marine, yeah, one of the Marine, the other Marine, the last Marine dies or gets attacked by scorpions and kind of, like, saves them, and they get up to the submarine. And then we come back to Dom and, the, and Sarge in the thing, and Sarge is just fine after having shot from like two feet away. It's yeah. just sitting there. It doesn't even, it doesn't make sense. And it comes back and they're still, and it's just gasoline starts falling on Dom. This you know, made no sense. Like they're just like, literally they're sitting across from each other. And then the guy just starts getting splashed with gasoline from nowhere. I don't even know where the, the gasoline's coming from. <laughs> and then uh, Sarge pulls out a, a lighter and is like, uh, <laughs> Sarge likes that. I say, I quit smoking. What? <laughs> and then p- p- throws the lighter on him. Lights him up. Full classic cinema with a full body burn. Now, that's a legit, like, if we did a movie, if we made a movie, yes, we're not going to have a full body burn. Like, we're not lighting Kyle on fire or anything like that. We're not paying a stuntman to light on himself well, on yeah, fire. Oh, yeah, I'll do my own stunts. <laughs> probably, yeah. But probably we're not doing a full body burn. So that was the one thing in this movie where you're like, okay, that's something that they clearly had someone on set who knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, we couldn't do it in any way. It'd be very difficult. Literally, gasoline poured from off screen. You have no idea where it came from. Guy, literally, the scene before, the guy shoots the other guy, and then they act as if nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It was the weirdest thing. So, a weird, just well, I really thought it was weird the weirdest ending. thing, yeah. but then it kept going. Yeah. <laughs> so they get away. They get up to the sub. They turn on all the buttons, and it's supposed to just take them automatically to Camp Pendleton. And they mm. off they go, and they're you know shooting away, and the sub explodes because they said it rigged it to explode. And we get our final scene where you're like, phew, they're safe. My favorite characters finally getting away. And Carly <laughs> looks, or she's talking to Mike is his name. Yeah, Mike Thompson. Yep. Oh, we're making it away. And he's, I don't he's making some weird noises yeah. or something. And, Brom, what was going on with Mike? Uh, well, Kyle, this was arguably the greatest CGI in any mm-hmm. film I've ever seen. <laughs> He was transforming into a scorpion. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. He was totally shirtless and had six tiny little legs protruding from his torso. Seriously. It was, like, it was like someone had pasted. Like, if this wasn't made in 2005, it would have been one of those cases where there's just like floppy cardboard that someone had taped to their chest, and that's mm-hmm. what they look like. But instead, it's like, we're going to CGI this. And it still looked like floppy cardboard, but just CGI'd there instead. Yes. 
Yeah, it was not moving with his body at all. It's just kind of nope. sitting there in the middle of the screen. Yep. And then credits. You didn't even see him kill her, which he I lunges. He, did. he lunges, and, oh, and yeah. the arms kind of stay put in one position. His arms actually lunge forward, and it was a disaster. And credits roll. Ridiculous stinger, ladies and gentlemen. There were some really funny parts in the credits, though. Did you guys sit and watch through all of them? No, why? Oh my word! So <laughs> towards because I was looking for some kind of maybe gag reel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you want some bloop? You want some bloopies? <laughs> yes, I got, I got a little bloopies. So <laughs> at the end of the credits, they give very special thanks for three things. Oh yeah, I think I did they give this. very special thanks to some people for loaning them their submarine. Oh wow. Very special thanks to people for training the scorpions, and very oh, special Jesus. thanks to people for loaning them their helicopter. <laughs> I don't even remember a helicopter. But they the they helicoptered over to the submarine. Oh, okay. Remember, I think they opened they when they went right after we have the meeting with where they tell them what they're doing. They're on a helicopter first before oh they climb gosh. into the submersible. Ridiculous. Uh, let's get into our ratings on this. Jesus I think we kind of right. I think we kind of know what we're all going to give it, but I didn't even know that the rating I'm going to give it existed until now. We just <laughs> we discovered it like we were a scientist in a lab. We created a new element or something like that when we watched this movie. All right, and you take us away with your new findings. Okay. So I'm pretty sure I gave Agent Red a 1 inch. You did. Sub. This is a zero-inch sub. I wanted none of this. I don't want to eat any of it. It was basically like they put a pile of scorpions poo on the plate and was like, this is a sub. I'm like, that is not a submarine sandwich. <laughs> that is clearly some shit that you've put on a plate. And they're like, no, totally. It's totally a sub. You should definitely eat this. I'm like, nope. I am not eating literal shit that you just put in front of me. I'm sorry. Zero inches. It is the worst. It's worth assessment. nothing. No one should watch this. Although we do recommend you watch it for this podcast. <laughs> so you should watch it before you listen to this. Great. For sure. If that's the case, nobody's going to listen to any more episodes. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Oh, man. Brom, how about you? What do you give this movie? Again, I go into all of these blind, and I watched this after the podcast last week. I, I wanted to make sure that I was going to have it out of the way, be able to get notes on it, and be able to do the podcast. So I watched it uh, that evening, woke up the next day, and just wondered, like, was that real? <laughs> <laughs> Did I get really wasted last night and have the weirdest dream? This movie was that bad. It was, it was, sur it was surreal. It was surreally bad. And mm. uh, as such, there was no, there's no redeeming qualities, in my opinion. So I have to give this as well a zero-inch sub. I don't think anything could ever. There's no way anything could. Like you simply have to be a movie to beat this. Mm -hmm. That's yes. it. Like there's no way that something gets a zero. This you, is the worst. You have to have most lighting. worthless thing I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. I went into it and I thought, all right, it's a sub movie. It's going to be good. Yeah, obviously. Um, was, and you were right. Twelve <laughs> inches. Yeah. Dead wrong. <laughs> this movie was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh. CGI was horrible from Awful. what you could see. Yeah, you couldn't most see Most of the time you couldn't see anything. I didn't even know what was going on. Like it you said, like who was getting killed? They no idea. It's almost like they didn't have a concept of what a movie was. Like mm -hmm. they thought they were like, podcasts? Ooh, I know how to make podcasts. I, yeah. I don't even know what accent that was. <laughs> Swedish, <laughs> I, like Swedish I guess. And then they proceeded to make this. And they were like, oh, visual, we needed visuals? Mm. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Yeah. All Absolutely right, huh? ridiculous. For me- I won't go as low as you guys. <gasps> yeah. You're leaving it open for the possibility that something dives below. There Stinger. might be. I don't think there really will be. Uh, wow. I'm going to go ahead and give it a... Remember what you gave Red at Agent Red. Oh, Agent Red was a one. Agent Red was a one. Is it better than this? No. No, sorry. This is not... I meant to say this yeah. is not better than Agent Red. This is, for me, is a point one two five. All right. So you got a very <laughs> small taste. <laughs> You're the one that we're at a restaurant, and on it it says it's scorpion poop. Yeah, you're like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, I've never had it. Why don't I try it? And we're like, and the, even the wait waiter's like, you really don't want that. <laughs> and you're like, you know, actually, give me a fourth, uh, an eighth of an inch of a sub of that scorpion poop sub, please. <laughs> like, interesting. And like, I'm telling you, we it's a novelty. We ha only have it on the we only have it on the menu because we're called scorpion poo sub 
restaurant. Like that's the only reason. Joke. Like no one orders it. It's like I would like it, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting a tip unless you bring me that scorpion pig. Yeah. So right now, I'm like Jesus. Okay. Not good. Horrible movie. It's not good. Just simply not good. So you got to right. have some trivia for this movie. Uh, so trivia is very hard to come by on a movie of this level. <laughs> I believe it. Um, really, the only ones that I, the only one that really came up when you when you looked at some trivia on it was mm-hmm. that uh, that at one point a character shoots a handgun fifty times in a row without reloading, and that was mentioned in several places as being something that people point to about this film. So that was that's it. what they point to. Yes, that is it, exactly. That's the only thing they point to. That's ridiculous. Everything else they say, it's a golden film, and I'm pretty sure it won Oscars. This is, a, in most people's eyes, better than the Shawshank Redemption. Easily, yeah. Um, we're just like outliers. So anyways, I, my other trivia, just kind of making fun of it. Uh, so Martin Munthy was the director cinematographer. That's it. That's the trivia, because I think we should publicly shame him. We need to mention his name. <laughs> he's a cinematographer, so he's in, in charge of lighting. And this oh. is the most poorly lit film that you could possibly make. There's no way you could be worse than this film. Most movies, even when they're in the dead of night, yeah. you look, you can see yeah. the actor or actress's face. Yeah. And it's funny because I think in a lot of cases you'd be like, this was nearly un- unwatchable. This wasn't nearly unwatchable. This was unwatchable. It's unwatchable. It's just a black screen most of the time. All right. So this also seems to have some kind of connection to a similar film called Tail Sting. <laughs> it was set on a plane where mutant scorpions have been released. No way. So Except somehow before or after Snakes on a Plane. That would have been uh, before, probably. Yeah, before. Got to be. What year 2000, was it? 2001. Yep, before. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So there were two 10 out of 10 reviews on IMDb. Here's one of them. I think this movie was made as good as it could have been with only four months and a $52,000 budget. I'm surprised this wasn't worse. What? If you are not to care about the CG or special effects, this movie is great. Okay, the movie is not that well made. I'm sure it could have been, but you try to do better in only four months. But the story is good, and the movie is rather exciting. Don't trust me when I say that this movie is good, because I also find the 1933 King Kong to be good. Just to step out here for a second. The 1933 King Kong is a classic film that is amazing. Yeah. So... Made in 1933 also. Yeah. And is much better. Better visually than this. Anyways, getting back into it. I must confess that I didn't watch the complete movie either. I might have fast forwarded some minutes here and there. 10 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. All right. Then this also had, there was one five out of five from Amazon, or maybe there's a couple, but this is the one I liked. This gets five stars because I love really terrible movies. This had me laughing out loud in the first two minutes at just how atrocious it was. What a piece of garbage. Five stars. <laughs> uh, At least that review makes sense. You know what you're getting into. But this is, I don't understand. Like, as someone who watches bad films, there is a level at which it's no longer worth it. They're not really mm-hmm. bad films to watch. Right. Like, this is where, this, this is way beyond that point where it's not fun. I don't understand the people who would watch something and be like, how fun was that? Wasn't that so bad? No, that was boring and bad. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's only two things about it was it was boring, bad, and hard to watch. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're watching Battlefield Earth where literally John Travolta's walking around in, like, a crazy monster outfit, like, alien outfit. You're like, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I will watch this all the time. Or, like, mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan and I Know Who Killed Me pretending to be a twin and having a robot arm and leg. Like, a yes, please, robot arm and leg all day, every day. I will watch this again. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, this is terrible. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand people, like, it just, like, it's like I'm supposed to like bad movies. This was really bad, so it must be five stars. No. It's zero stars. It's zero inches. I don't even know. There's what redeeming qualities, I guess. None. 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 Best rack we've None. seen in a sub movie so far. Valid point. <laughs> okay. 12 inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, number five, this is a monster movie, mutant monster movie, a classic film genre. Really? With that in mind, who do you think any of these, could you, do you think any of these actors could save this sack of shit? The answer is no, but let's, let's do it just for fun. Yeah. Okay, so David Arquette, star of Eight Legged Freaks. Ooh, I could see him in this movie. He could have made yeah. it funny. He could have made it some funny, like that that marine that was making some jokes. Yeah, replace him with David Arquette. He could have been Laszlo. Yeah, that's right. He could have been Laszlo Ooh. too. Yeah. All, right, All right, put him in here. Yep, Matthew Broderick from Godzilla. I don't think this is his type of movie. He could have been maybe the scientist. The one that went crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. I could see that. Mike. Okay. Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, our main character who'd play Carly now, J-Lo from Anaconda. Oh. <laughs> wow, this is pretty good so far. J-Lo yeah. and Ma- Matthew Broderick. And then David Arquette's kind of the jokester Marine. Yep. All right. And then we got our Sarge, Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. Oh. Oh, wait. Would he be the Sarge? Maybe he'd be like the communication guy. Or could he be, would he be Dom? Jeff Goldblum is the crisscross bad guy? No, no, no. He doesn't work as a bad guy. So I think no. you'd have to have him as as Sarge or something like that. Or, or the communication guy. Yep. Something like that. We got Samuel L. Jackson from Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> so he seems more like he'd be Sarge, like the guy who's Samuel, kind of saving yeah, everything. Samuel, he would be. Yeah. And then I guess we'd have to have as a bad guy, a boy Ed Harris coming in there. Ed Harris is a bad guy. He'd be pretty good as a bad guy too. I would yeah. love Final that. showdown between Ed Harris and Samuel L. Jackson in the reactor room where all of a sudden oh. Ed Harris is having sweet gasoline poured over that glistening abs and body. He pulls his dick out probably. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. <laughs> you <wanna> say something? <laughs> yeah, I think he would have actually uh, done the full nude sex scene. For sure. <laughs> You got disrobed, been like, ready? <laughs> ready to go? That wasn't even in the script, Ed. Yeah. Ed, put your clothes back on. <laughs> no, you filmed this. Alrighty. And then the most important thing we got to take this to the Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. Stinger thought it could fuck with me. It really thought it was like, I'm going to make this garbage movie filled with like, Swedish actors and actresses who literally don't do anything because this is terrible and they are complete amateurs and you're going to be screwed. And I looked them dead square in the eye and I said, you don't mess with me. I was born in the darkness. You only adopted that. And <laughs> in the end, you bow to me, Stinger. You worthless pile of shit. <laughs> because your visual effects animator was Carl Fritz. Oh, you know who Carl Fritz is. Carl Fritz did some visual effect work on Godzilla 2014, which I already used making my ridiculous abyss to phantom cycle that yes. I did for the, the abyss episode. So guess what? Guess what? You thought I did it for fun. I didn't. I did it for this. This moment. This moment is what I did that for. And you lose, Stinger. You lose it, everything. You don't even win Phantom Zone. I win. I'll always win. I'll never lose. <laughs> I think this proves there is no movie that cannot be brought to the Phantom Zone. It does seem almost impossible if I do open it up past actors and actresses. I was only doing yeah. that to make it hard on myself. This is easy. Stinger. That's true. Yo, easy. You can't stop me. Nothing can stop me. Nothing will ever stop me. That's ridiculous. I never thought that you'd be able to connect this movie. Carl Fritz is legit. Like he has like demo reels online and stuff like that of his his stuff. He's like worked on Teenage Mutant, the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja uh, movies. He worked on all kinds of stuff. Like and real, then, real and he did this movie. Yeah, he did visual effects work on it. Ridiculous. I don't this even is know. the worst visual effects. I don't yeah. even know. Did he maybe do this while he was drunk? Maybe on a weekend or something. I don't even know. One possibility is they used something of his or something that then was like put into him. it. Yeah, something like that. Like maybe he he that was ex- someone who made like a a scorpion and they bought it off him and then used the scorpion effect over and over again. Or I don't I don't even know how he ended up doing something. They might have reached out to him and said, "Carl, we we really want you be, to be on this film. What can we get for twenty bucks?" <laughs> right. I'll put some crap together. He's like, uh, I made this visual of a submarine sitting on the ocean floor, and they're like, perfect. It's like, well, no, that was just an example. No, perfect. <laughs> we'll use it 10 times, let people know that they're still on the submarine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, Carl's like, wait, 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 don't put me on the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. That movie is horrible. <laughs> All right. Try to disconnect ourselves a little bit from this movie. So, we do have some uh, listeners. In Ecuador. Ooh. So this is a shout out to them. Wow. It's it's sub 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 world world wide 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 wide. So like I said, we got listeners in Ecuador. Uh, we get some statistics from our hosting website, and I can see that you're down there listening. And I thought probably bots, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we respect both our robot and human listeners. That's true. We can't tell the difference. So. Ecuador, I thought, wow, do they have any subs? You better believe they do. They have two. Better believe it. In active service. The Type 209-1300 class. Mm. There are actually a lot of subs very similar to this. So 
These are German-built subs developed exclusively for export. Of course they are. Yep. German Germany makes all these subs. They do. They love exporting subs. Um, but they don't have many in their fleet anymore, which is odd to me. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah, they've almost they just build them, entirely. Ship them yeah, out. Yeah. Um, so it's by a company called HWD. They had a you know official name, but there is no way on earth I could pronounce it. Great. Uh, <laughs> so these subs came about, they were designed because in the 70s, Navy started need replacing World War II submarines because they were getting much older. And then with the Cold War going on, Russia and the U.S. weren't really going to be exporting any of their products <laughs> around the world. So this German company decided that they could make things. And the, the uh, Russian and U.S. subs were much too large, way too complicated to run, and very expensive for nations with smaller navies to use. Something that's kind of interesting, on this sub, the commander can stand at the periscope, and you can totally see to the front and the back. Really? Yes. Huh. How long is it, though? Like, how far is that that they're seeing? 211 feet. So they can see totally 211 feet, mm-hmm. like, down the whole sub? Like, down the sub. That's crazy. It is. Because most of them, you know, we see, they're all compartmentalized and- I don't think. Unless it's, like, Hollywood rise for maybe, maybe that's what we say. Hollywood's, like- we can't build a set that big. Yeah. <laughs> this is something we guess contained or something. <laughs> so, yes, they're 211 feet long. These are diesel electric subs. While they're surfaced, they can cruise along at 11 knots. While submerged, 21.5 knots. Mm, that's not bad. No, oh, that's pretty decent for ones that, I mean, these are built in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, the range, while they're surfaced, they can go 11,000 nautical miles. Snorkeling, 8,000 nautical miles. Submerged, 400 nautical miles. They only have an endurance, though, of 50 days, because they're not like the nuclear ones, which can run indefinitely. Max depth of 500 meters, pretty deep. It holds only 33 people on it. It has 14 torpedoes, or you can get the optional UGM-84 harpoon. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Or optional mines, which would be pretty awesome. Wait, what does it mean, optional? (laughs) Is that when they were ordering it? Yeah, like a little (laughs) add-on. So... There are a ton of these subs that have been built, and a bunch of nations use them in one variant or another. I hope they're optional for our when we get our submarine to. Yeah. Anyone just add on some torpedoes and some like mines? This, har- this harpoon, like definitely the harpoon. Cloth bucket seats for <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> Cloth bucket seats. <laughs> Moonroof. Duh. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so countries that use these subs, Argentina. And no, it's not the same one, the ARA San Juan. Well, we would know that because you already did a separate worldwide on that one. Yeah, that would be <laughs> ridiculous if I just did the same one. I would be mad. That one's a TR-1700, yeah. which is also German-built, but it's by a right. different company. So Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Chile, I don't know, Colombia, Ecuador, the one we're doing, Greece, Indonesia, mm. Peru, South Africa, South Korea, Turkey, and Venezuela. Wow. They're all over. Great. That's it for subs worldwide. Yeah, I don't know. It would be funny when we get our moonroof and then we have a tragic uh, moonroof accident in our first dive. It's like <laughs> water just like busts through. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of that, I had something like that kind of happen to me. When I bought my car years ago, I had never had one with a moonroof. You drove it right into the ocean and it busted through. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I took it and I thought I'd close it all the way. You know, it was my first day with the car, so I took it to the car wash, and my oh, wife and my dog were with me, and apparently I didn't close the seal all the way. So when I was going, all of a sudden, all this water started pouring through down into my car, all over my electric panel, and it's February, and my dog's in there, you know, little 10-pound Maltese Shih Tzu, and he's just soaking wet. It's like 30 degrees outside. <laughs> That is a terrible. So that doesn't doesn't give me a lot of confidence on getting on the sub that you buy. Right. Maybe maybe no moonroof. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you when you get that sub, uh, I might pass on the first couple times you take it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a learning curve. Let you get some experience under your belt. Yeah. Something. All right, Brom. Do you have a power countdown? A, a power countdown. Yeah. Or yes. whatever it power is. rankings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, insert the audio clip here. (laughs) That's going to be a thing from now on. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that. Uh, Okay, so, I mean, at this point, we have uh, pretty much ran Stinger completely under the bus. 
Um, but that's not to say that all bad movies are unenjoyable. Yeah, and also it doesn't, doesn't mean we didn't like it. I mean, it's a good movie. We recommend <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, now you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> um, but where I'm going with that is I have prepared a top four of my best worst movies. So I know this is, this is definitely Jamie's area of expertise, so we'll have mm. to swap some shop, but... Um, I just wanted to clue you in onto what my favorite um, bad movies are. Wow. So here we go. And I would highly recommend these, unlike Stinger, I would highly recommend these for their unintentional comedic merit, I guess you could say. Um, number four has already been mentioned, uh, The Room. Uh, this was created by a gentleman named Tommy Wiseau. Yes, and indeed. If you uh, listeners at home do not know this, they actually released a movie about The Room, uh, a Hollywood, uh, I guess you'd call it a blockbuster or whatever, uh, starring James Franco, Dave Franco, Seth Rogen, and a slew of other cameos uh, just this past year. Um, he he won an Academy Award, or at least he was nominated for Best Actor in a comedic film or something like that. It was actually a great We're talking film. about Franco. Yes. Yes. <laughs> based so based Frank, on yeah. So this, Franco this won the Golden Globe. Film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the room. Uh, Tommy Wiseau is just this really mysterious character. Um, he's listed as an American actor. He tells everybody he's from New Orleans, and he has this just this super thick European accent. Uh, no one can really pinpoint exactly where he he might be from. But I think he. he fin- I think in the end they've he's, they've kind of said he's probably from Poland. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well as Poland. And he finally admitted uh, just a few months ago on Jimmy Kimmel that he's European. And uh, why he, do you lie about it? I have no idea. He's, he's. I think he's like he's. Uh, uh, he was born into a wealthy family too, because he actually funded a lot of uh, the equipment for the room. He actually bought yeah. all the equipment, which is like insane. Like you typically would rent equipment to make your movie, but he actually went out and bought everything and spent about five to $6 million of his own money on the equipment. Uh, but just a great film, ton, ton, tons of uh, hilarious one-liners. The dialogue is so bad. Tommy was insistent that all the actors and actresses followed his script verbatim. And it just, oh, hi, Mark. A, a <laughs> yes. Um, number three is undefeatable. This is a film starring Cynthia Rothrock, Don Neum, and John Miller, who I <laughs> doubt anybody ever knows. Wait, Johnny Lee Miller? No, John, John Lee Miller. Miller. Not, okay. not Johnny Lee Miller. I ended up seeing this, like, uh, I think 2008. This is a 1993 film, though. And this was uh, this was like a uh, little cult classic at, in our high school. Like, everybody, we ended up, like, sharing this with everybody. And we're quoting this. We still quote this film to this day, but this is uh, uh, the synopsis, uh, IMDb synopsis is Christy Jones, Cynthia Rothrock, avenges her sister's death at the hands of a crazed martial arts rapist. Wow. Hopefully that scintillates uh, your curiosity a little bit there. That does. Was it it a major release or no? It was kind of straight straight to DVD? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And it's got a whole bunch of different names for it, which is always a bad sign. Like, it's not always called Undefeatable. <laughs> but the director, I think, was just like a he, – he was like a martial arts enthusiast and was a big fan of Cynthia Rothrock, who is a legitimate uh, martial artist. And uh, a, f- a few of my favorite quotes from this are, at one point, she squares off with one of the uh, uh, henchmen that gets in her way. Uh, in a warehouse and uh, her one-liner is poor little baby bear had to steal his mommy's tupperware and now it's time to play (laughs) okay (laughs) all righty that sounds like my kind of movie for sure yeah and a great uh, martial arts uh, uh, battle ensues Um, but great film undefeatable 1993 cynthia rothrock check it out it's a good one number two uh, this one you probably do know troll two of course. Um, yeah, this one uh, also had a uh, documentary or follow-up companion mm-hmm. movie made about it. Um, this one, uh, the documentary being called uh, Best Worst Movie. So everybody is aware of the uh, tragedy that this movie was. It was directed, as most of these were, by foreign directors. Uh, this one, the guy's name was Claudio Fragasso, who still to this day thinks that, that it was a great accomplishment in film and was just like Tommy Wiseau in that he wanted the actors to follow the script verbatim. And uh, his actors were all just like um, just local people in the community 
that ended up trying out for roles as extras, and he ended up awarding them the actual lead roles in the film. So the lead role is actually just like the local dentist named George Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. He is an awesome guy, too. Like, in the documentary, uh, he's just a really fun character. Like, as he was promoting Best Worst Movie in, in the community, you know, every it's like a cult classic now at this point. He's promoting this film. And uh, he's telling everybody in the town, you got to come down to the local theater. We're going to be screening Troll 2. It's a movie we made, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You're going to love it. And every time he pitches it to somebody, he's like, you got to come down. You got to see it. There's this part in the movie where I say, you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. And he doesn't ever give him like the synopsis. He just keeps saying that quote because everybody loves that quote. (laughs) But Troll 2, fantastic movie. Number two on my list. And number one is Alien 3000. Oh, okay. Do you know this one? I feel like I'm going to bring it up on. I'm going to see if I I recognize it. I feel like I might recognize it when we see it on the... uh... IMDb. Oh, it is also called Unseen there. Evil 2. There okay, we go. that's what's <laughs> popping up. <laughs> I think came up. Yeah. I do not know this movie. No. Okay. Well, uh they uh I don't I don't know the whole story around why they ended up having to call it Alien 3000, but they weren't allowed to call it Unseen Evil 2. They pitched it as Alien 3000 even though it's a sequel to Unseen it's Evil. Lorenzo Lamas. Yes. <laughs> you want to talk about a triple A actor? We got Lorenzo Lamas, Corbin Timbrook, and Priscilla Barnes is actually um, she's known from what three is company, I think. Um, but regardless, uh, this film, uh, the synopsis after a series of brutal, unexplained murders in a remote forest, a rogue military unit is recruited to hunt for whoever or whatever has rendered the attacks in order to carry out the investigation. They need the help of the only survivor, Kate, who has been inst- institutionalized since the traumatic attacks. So uh, what this movie is, they pitched it or, you know, presented it as Alien 3000. The box art is like an H.R. Geiger alien from like, you know, the Ridley Scott alien films. Mm -hmm. Once you actually get into the movie, it is a giant invisible cockroach. No way. You can even see it on the cover, too. It doesn't look like a giant invisible cockroach in that one. (laughs) And what's funny, uh, beyond the whole movie being just downright hilarious, there's like two kind of like, I don't know. Uh, redneck bounty hunters that are a part of this crack team that are going to, you know, bring this monster to justice. And uh, they have just some tremendous scenes. But in the very beginning, they, they join the crew and they bring paintball guns. And you're wondering why they brought paintball guns. You know, they're, they're saying they're going to, you know, in their spare time while on the hunt, they're going to play a little paintball and they're shooting each other. And it's really campy and stupid. But when they end up finding this invisible cockroach, you know, it's invisible. Oh, we've got the paintball guns. If we shoot it with the paintball guns, we'll be able to see it. So <laughs> they end up having a paint cannon. They shoot it with a paint cannon. And then you see it in all its glory. It's this giant green, <laughs> it's this giant green cockroach. And uh, ends up uh, Lorenzo Lamas and Corbin Timbrook uh, are the... Uh, special forces boys tough to kill is the quote that priscilla barnes delivers and i think and literally the next scene is them landing out in the jungle and getting killed by the giant <laughs> cockroach yeah so i haven't seen uh two of those i have seen troll 2 and i have seen the room i think the room room has got a lot of play it's got a lot of heat as a bad movie and i think when i watched that one i thought it lived up to the hype i really enjoyed that one as just a really strange uh journey to go down so Mm -hmm. i do enjoy that one a lot we don't watch those types of movies for our badmovietwins.com we usually watch ones that have been released uh at least arguably a major release and then uh usually has to have certain amount of rotten tomato score so you, you know even to get a rotten tomato score you have to have some cachet a little bit no one reviews uh, it if it's not not if it's real small but in the end if i had to start throwing out some some that i really really liked you know i mentioned a couple of them i know who killed me um 88 minutes starring al pacino is real fun uh battlefield earth uh is mm-hmm. amazing old dogs john travolta and uh robin williams <laughs> gotta love that thing uh so 
Oh, here on Earth. Here on Earth is probably our our crown jewel from BadMovieTwins.com, which is uh, that one is uh, Chris Klein and Lily Sobieski in a really saccharine uh, drama film about a preppy boy who falls in love with a local girl. And my God, is it a joy to watch! <laughs> it is a ridiculous. Um, yeah wicker man's another one that's nick cage from wicker man is awesome yeah it's a great one so yeah i don't know it's a little different but uh, i like that i like those rankings i'll have to check out a couple we have a we have a cycle upcoming on bad movie twins where we actually incorporate some of the films that may not be released to theaters so maybe we'll have to throw a little alien 3000 in there or or what was the other one called the one Uh, with uh, undefeatable undefeatable yeah yeah those would be my two i've i've watched a lot i've probably watched a dozen or so of these like terrible movies that are also supposed to be, you know, hilarious or whatnot, but I don't always find them all that good. But Alien Three Thousand and Undefeatable are on a on a new on a new level, so I'd recommend those two. Yep, sure. awesome. and of course Stinger now is uh, you only did four because Stinger's your number new number one, <laughs> so there's it's top five now with Stinger number one. So not correct. Everyone can throw in Stinger. And <laughs> that movie was total trash it or something. It did have a submarine. That it did. I guess that's where your eighth of a eighth of inch of a sub came in. You're like, at least it's got a submarine. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs>